Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Lena. And I'm Sean. We are three friends who all love film and thought it would be cool to discuss movies from our perspective. We rate movies in terms of how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We call it the Martini Scale. Hi, ladies. Are we ready for Halloween? Of course. Ooh. What was that, Lena? <laughs> I, feel like I don't know. That's my ghost. I don't know if your audio cut out or your like, vocal is just not working tonight. You need to warm up. What's going on? That's I think my audio cut out. It's my pumpkin friend in the background. It's not me. Okay. Your pumpkin your pumpkin spice. Your pumpkin spice friend. Um, yeah. we're gonna get to that in a second. So we have some special guests with us to help us celebrate Halloween this year. Um, I think it was about this time last year that we were guests on their show where we counted down our top final girls. So we thought it would be fun to invite them back for our special Halloween episode this year as we discuss some of our favorite horror movie killers. So welcome to the Martini Scale, Jim and Luke. So happy to be here. What's up, what's up? Scare guys here in the house with the Martini Scale. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Last year, you guys came on our Scare Guy podcast, and it, we had so much fun counting down the final girls, and we are glad to be back this year. You guys are going straight for the jugular with the killers, so this is, <laughs> this, this is great. Yeah, it was, you know, it's kind of sad we can't be in the studio together this year because I think that was one of my most fond memories of our podcast so far was being in the studio with you guys and just having that, you know, that really fun in-person experience, but we're going to do our best to, to, to keep the energy levels high this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I really, that was such a fun experience and I, you know, bringing the mar- martini there and kind of doing all of that yeah, in that the was studio fun. was a blast. Um, I still have regrets about the turtleneck that I wore, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. I yeah. shouldn't have worn my puff sleeves either. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are actually the host of a couple different podcasts. Why don't you tell us about your shows, where we can find you and just kind of introduce yourselves. Okay. I'll go first and I'll talk you, to you about um, the Con Guy podcast, which is our first podcast. And it's all about looking at pop culture and fandoms through the lens of the conventions, which as we all know, are kind of on hiatus this year. So we've been creative and trying to come up with um, other ways to, to kind of talk about fandoms. And we've had a lot of cool guests in the studio this year. Um, Luke put together a very cool Jaws themed week for Shark Week for us this year. We had a bunch of people from the original movie that were on the show with us. And we've just been having a lot of fun. And she's been, what's our other podcast? Don't fear the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically a show we did with the Scare Guy, but we decided why not come up with a different name for it? Because we do have a Scare Guy show that's on on all the podcast platforms as well with our existing shows with the Popcorn Talk. And we may still be putting some stuff out on that, but... Currently, we're doing a show with the hashtag show, and it's called Don't Fear the Podcast. Have a nice little theme with it, so we're trying to be a little more creative like the martini scale is with our openings. But yeah. uh, we definitely focus on, you know, like we still get like our horror stuff in there. We're going to have a lot of cool horror guests and stuff like that coming up. We have, have somebody bringing us in some good guests, so we're hoping to get, you know, like some people that were involved with, you know, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on the Elm Street. And just other cool horror stuff coming up. We we recently interviewed the director of most of the Saul movies, which was a really cool interview. Oh wow! And continue to get a lot of good guests, so we're looking forward to see what's coming up next. And if this is dropping around Halloween time, we encourage you guys to check out um, "Don't Fear the Podcast." We did a deep dive into the movies of Scream with Anthony Massey. He did the 25th anniversary the documentary of the trilogy of Scream. And then also we interviewed um, Sean Clark. He, he's the guy that 
did all the Halloween documentaries and he took us through the Halloween franchise and we hope to really dive in and do some more scary movies. So we're, we are re- re- ready and rearing to go for talking about killers tonight. <laughs> Good. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I just want to say, so first of all, it's really important to enunciate the word horror. Horror. Um, we learned that that last week Um, and yes this episode will be broadcast I think it's going to be the week of Halloween I know we're recording this in what is it May June I don't even know what month it is anymore (laughs) 2020 we're in October Sean I'm actually I'm excited for you guys scream episodes I have to say that um, I'm really excited for the scream reboot I don't know if you guys have you know read much about that but it's got a really cool cast and I think that's always been like a really fresh um, those films have always felt very fresh to me when they've come out and so I'm excited to see kind of what they do in 20 I guess we're going to see them now in 2022 I think is when it's actually going to mm-hmm. premiere and that's the Scream like Scream 4 like 5 and 6 or, five. or at least 5 there's talk of 6 already too but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see so is it going to be known as like Scream 5 and 6 or do you think they're just going to call it Scream like do we know much about the production yet well, I know that Nev Campbell and um, Courtney Cox are both back on board. And David Arquette. It, that's what's going to be odd. You watch. They'll go very meta. They're going to be divorced. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they will be divorced. Dewey and, and Gail will be divorced. And my prediction, Nev Campbell gets killed in the first 10 minutes of I episode hope so. five. Ooh. Really? <laughs> that is a but good you, twist. You said it here. Good so he's, twist. She's going to do Well, I guess Han Solo didn't get killed that early on in the movie but in the first one you know back so i actually think that's a really cool idea i thought either that or bring in like a super cool like heather langenkamp some cool like legacy horror movie Mm -hmm. star and kill her in the first 10 minutes kind of like they did drew barrymore that could be kind of cool too but actually i like your idea with with, um nev campbell let's go with that let's let's offer in the first 10 minutes yeah that's cool (laughs) we all uh owe jim a drink if that is true totally Ah. (laughs) deal <laughs> totally right. in fact standing invitation you guys are going to come on we're going to discuss that episode and you guys will be our special guests to discuss that episode how about that we would love it assuming we love we're all here and still recording our shows in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> of course we will let's be positive of That's course happen. of course you guys have a great show here i love listening to martini scale Aww, i was bragging about thanks. it i was bragging about it went to some friends today and they about the whole concept of one to four is it one to four or one to five? One to five. Five. One to five well, I guess I really have been listening. I probably <laughs> 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 I just thought that was the funniest thing. We, I mean, it's it takes a really bad movie to get to five martinis. Like, but we've gotten that there. Is, we've gotten there a few times. Oh, we have Unicorn yeah. Store being my marker for a five martini movie. <laughs> I just like that's that's the bottom. That's as I bad just, as it can get. I just had one recently. What was mine? That awful. Um, Netflix movie. What was it called? I literally forgot. I've blocked it out of my mind. It was so oh, awful. Oh man, I don't remember. With um, Spider Man. What's his name? What's the movie called? Spider Man. Robert oh, Pattinson. Oh, the devil. The devil it, yeah. It was always or the devil's always there or something. Oh, the Even devil. Five. Oh man, that's rough. Death bad. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Just, did it, he didn't enjoy it. He didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah. Or the experience. So. I think that's an understatement. But yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the most important part of the episode. Natalie, tell us what we're drinking this week. Uh, we are drinking a pumpkin spice massacre martini. <laughs> um, and I had to go pumpkin spice because you've been busting my ass so much about it, Sean, that I, I just had to 
figure out what to do. But I will say, I've been trying to figure out a good name for this martini, and it's that's the best I can come up with. I normally like coming up with the name first and then figuring out what the drink is from there. But this, I knew I wanted to do pumpkin spice. I had the look in my head and just needed to create it, and then I've been struggling with the name. And I even, like, sent it out to group text messages to get, like, some great ideas and nobody had a good idea. I was like, Except our group text everybody. message. You neglected to send it to that group text message? Because that... I'd want it to be a surprise for oh, you. Okay. So I to come up with something better. <laughs> when you... you what? Go ahead. For names. Yeah? You have a couple oh, names? Martini Myers. Like the Michael Myers. Or you mm-hmm. could call it uh, the Jackotini. Oh, Jackotini could be good. Killertini? I was like trying, I wanted to incorporate that it's pumpkin spice. So I was like, what kind of like basic bitch murder thing could I do? And I was just like really having a hard time. So I was going to say basic bitch gets murdered martini. I feel like that was probably. (laughs) Yeah, I think basic bitch martini was talked about for a while. Yeah, that was talked about for a while. I'm Uh, pretty sure that was my suggestion because you told me last mm -hmm. week that it was going to have pumpkin spice. And I was like, just call it the basic bitch martini. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what, yeah. Natalie? This is much better than the, what was it last week? The caramel apple martini? That it was you know really, what? Really creative. You know what? There. You need to calm she down. She just called it the caramel apple teeny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay. So as mentioned previously, we're going to be discussing our top horror killers in this, horror killers in this episode. But horror. first, I'm curious to know, given the state of things, what are your guys' Halloween plans this year? I'll go first. Silence. Yes, go ahead. I, Silence should be a good indicator <laughs> of what's happening this year. <laughs> I do have to say, because my Halloween plans usually involve hanging out with Natalie and Lena, and because they throw one of the best Halloween parties, or going down to the, the parade, or doing something, and we always have a, a Halloween party over here. My Halloween plans this year have been smothered. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea, but I think I'm going to be watching some movies, and we even talked about seeing if we could get some people to do a party, but a social distance rotational party where four people show up at a time. You have an oh hour. <laughs> a and scheduled party. A scheduled party. I did one, a birthday party this year like that, where it was a birthday oh. party all day and every, you had four people at a time. You were in your area. You never met. I mean, you never mm. crossed paths. You just kind of waved. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like that would be exhausting for the host. I know it, do- it doesn't sound fun at all. And also, it sounds like the hosts like are getting COVID room. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the host is definitely going to be COVID positive. By the they need to be uh, quarantining for two weeks after, for sure. This is true. <laughs> and to go from like eight to like four in the morning, anyways, because like you have your like midnight people showing up, like ah, the thing's still going, and then next thing you know. Oh, but you have college. to sign up. You you know exactly what time everybody's coming. Yeah, but like it's LA and people are always late to everything. And by people, I know. my me. So how does that work out where people are like coming at the wrong times? And I, it seems it's like not. to manage. Okay. It's not. There's no good thing to, there's no, I think, I am super curious to know what you guys are doing for Halloween because I am up for options. I am looking for things to do. I definitely like, there's a lot of like drive by like neighborhoods and events and things like that, that I kind of want to start sprinkling through mm-hmm. in the weeks leading up to Halloween. Um, since we're recording this a little bit earlier than when we're going to release it. Um, but my family 
like my brother and his wife are just going to bring their kids over and we're just going to kind of like do something fun with like just our up. family, you know, so we're dressing up. The kids like are dressing up dress. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, fun. and just like a way to kind of like still celebrate with them since they can't go like trick or treating or doing anything like that they normally do. So, yeah, that's cool. It's definitely a holiday. I mean, obviously adults love to participate as evidenced by this group, but I think that for the kids, especially like giving them something special this year is going to be important. So it's cool that yeah. you guys are doing that. What about you, Luke? I'm just interested in Natalie's thing of like, could they all dress up like the Munsters or like the Adam family? <laughs> <laughs> you can do everyday like life family stuff and they're just dressed up as Halloween characters. They, they normally like every year dress up like the same family costume, but I yeah. think this year they're all going to do something different because Gio really just wants to be Batman. Everything. Like, he's obsessed with Batman now. So, which is adorable. So we're doing very, not basic but like getting down to like basic. halloween basics of costumes so you're saying so. it's going to be a pumpkin spice halloween no <laughs> well maybe you, maybe you could There's say that involved, maybe you could so. say that yeah <laughs> i have to say that for me i think the most depressing thing about this year is that we can't go to halloween horror nights like that uh. is my that is my favorite thing to do every year like in general and just the fact that like I don't know. We would usually like get the, you know, the season pass and go a few times. And we and scared it. you so good last year. You guys scared oh me so God, good last year. Um, and I'm just, I'm really bummed that we don't get to do stuff like that this year. Like that yeah. to me is like the highlight that yeah. I look forward to every year. And so I'm really sad that. Hey, hey Sean, just in that vein, um, I am traveling to Florida next week. And you're going to go? Because I know they're doing in. in yes. <gasps> but it's not Halloween Horror Nights, you know, because they couldn't do that because that's just okay. super not safe. But they've yeah. devised, they've opened up two of their haunted houses. They've de- and it's like, you know, you get like two people through at a time type thing. So I'm going to see what it's like. Okay, into please, that mask. please let me know. I'm going to live vicariously through you this year because, like I said, that's my favorite thing and I'm super bummed. So I'm excited for you. So yep. go have fun. Go have fun with that. Woo-hoo! It's going to be circling like, the same bar over and over again versus going like around the whole like lake area, getting different drinks. He's just going to keep circling the same one and then going. <laughs> <laughs> so what Luke's saying is I'm just going to show up and get drunk at Halloween Horror Nights Mini. Yeah, probably. I mean, go for it. Hey, you got to live your sense. best life. It's 2020. Do what, do what makes you yeah. happy. That's what I say. All right, let's dive into our topics. Natalie, I think that this is obviously your favorite time of year, so I figured you should go first. Tell us who is your, I guess it's your second. Are we doing these in some kind of order? I mean, I think we should all say our like second pick and then we should all say our first pick okay. last. Okay. Um, so I will say my second pick, but this is obviously an incredibly hard list to make, even being just two people um, and wanting to keep in mind maybe some surprises that you guys wouldn't have on your list. Um, and so this one I will say is a horror killer <laughs> that... Horror. Every time I see him, I'm so impressed with how he looks, the kills. I think it really holds up, and it's surprising how small the franchise is because I think the first movie is so fucking good, and I love him, and I'm curious if Lena knows what I'm talking about, but it's the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I love those Have movies. you, Jim is making a weird face. Well, the first one, 
No, I thought it was super creepy, especially yeah. the scene where he's got a head and he rips the tongue out of the head. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a pretty, that guy's creepy as hell. Yeah. He is so creepy. <laughs> like the makeup, every, like the, everything is done so well and most of it feels pretty practical. So it's like, and I think the slow reveal of finally getting to see him in his full form, it takes a good amount of the movie. So it's like you are genuinely scared before you really get to see what he looks like. And then when you see what he looks like, it's really terrifying. And as much as like, it's just long and the movies like has some funny moments to it. I like, I'm like, I, there's no way I would want to encounter this guy at all. He's disgusting and terrifying looking. You know, I have not seen that movie. I think I probably saw it in theaters when it came out and I don't know that I ever watched it again. I think I watched, I definitely saw the first one. I don't know if I saw the second one or not, but I just remember that the first one was like absolutely terrifying. That's one of the, like on the bus Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a God, really I don't remember this movie at all. Movie. I don't it's even good. know if I've seen it. You've you definitely might... seen it. We've watched it. I, I don't remember it. anything. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. So good. The reason I was making my scrunchy face, though, was I remember <laughs> when I saw it in theaters, mm-hmm. the whole movie was kind of tense and kind of cool. And, and Justin Long, I don't want to. Is this a spoiler episode? Oh, uh, we spoil the shit out of everything on the show. Okay. Yeah. The end of the movie, when you see that he has captured Justin Long, has like hollowed out his body and his skin is hanging there, and that's the end of the movie, that just left me. I was like, golly. And I was with a group of people, and all of us just kind of left the theater like, ugh. Like, you know, like sometimes you like the end of movies, and they're fun, yeah. and you can't wait to see it again. The whole movie I thought was great. The ending just left me like, Oh, I haven't seen part two though, so that might save it for me. I don't. I honestly part two, but I don't remember anything about it, Same. and I've only revisited the first one. So I think I blocked part two I out. Really enjoy. So yeah, I like. Are you saying in the sense of like gross factor that it was? Just oh, it wasn't like, gross. It was just. Or you just didn't. You weren't like happy shocking. That, it wasn't happy. It was shocking. It was un, so unsettling because. But I did love the they did a great job with his cave where all the people were part of the yeah. cave when you went, walked in and he was driving that crazy old truck and chasing them down the road <laughs> like so much of that movie was spot on scary that i i can't say no yeah. to it it's just that ending is like oh I, ugh, I didn't like that i totally. think the whole point of that last scene was to show that you know he was killed and they took <laughs> yeah. his eyes they took his that. eyes man but they fucking took a lot else other than his eyes. <laughs> Which I feel like maybe they could have just like taken out his eyes and that was it. And maybe that would have felt a little bit better. I don't know. All right. But anyways, well, he's thanks, terrifying. Natalie. We're off to a good Welcome. start. Good All right. One. Jim, you're up. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I, let me just clarify. So this is like horror movie killers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What other kind of kill- like what other monsters, killers are there? Uh, yeah. Well, I have, like, my favorite, favorite monster, I, I don't think I would consider a horror movie monster because he's been around for a while. And anytime I visit any kind of convention, I go looking for this collectible on tables. My very first monster, because my, my first killer is a monster, he was somebody that my dad bought for me as, like, this, uh, this plastic glue-together model that was in my room and part of him glowed and... He breathed fire. Can you guess who he is? Godzilla. 
Yes. Okay. I that's you can have that one. I like that. I think that yeah, counts, that's a I great think one. Those were like probably con- more considered horror movies, older version. Mm-hmm. You know, the very first one was definitely a horror movie, 1954. Yeah. It was meant as like, you know, it represented the atomic bomb and how it destroyed big chunks of Japan, and it was a horror movie for Japan. And then mm-hmm. we got over here to America, and it became you know Godzilla versus King Kong type stuff. So it kind of mm-hmm. lost the flavor of being a horror movie, and then. And Godzilla eventually became goofy, you know, like that rubber suit, he would run and he'd go sliding on his tail. But in the beginning, Godzilla was definitely a horror movie. And I would even say that the most recent iterations of Godzilla, not the pet map, not the Broderick one, not the, is that 1998 one? That one, we can leave that one in the dustbins of history. But the newer <laughs> ones, they're trying to go back to making them scary again, which I really like. Um, so can we dive into that for a second? Because I actually... I have not seen the very, very originals. I think mm-hmm. I miss those, but I have seen all of the reboots. So I saw, I think the thing that you wish to forget in like the late nineties, was it? Right. Um, my favorite though, of all of them, I would have to say is which, which one is the one where they're in Hawaii? Are they like destroying the big Island in the Hawaiian airport? Oh, is it an old one or a new one? That you're no, it's one of the newer ones. It's probably the, I don't remember them being in Hawaii. I'm pretty sure there's like they're in like the Honolulu airport. Oh, that's probably that's the most recent Godzilla. It wasn't King of Monsters. Monsters, yeah. It was the first one. Uh, yes. The first reboot, Godzilla twenty, gosh, seventeen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that movie. Like that's a really great reboot of that franchise. I felt like. I, I you know what I liked about that one? It, it it treated Godzilla like as this great big giant awesome thing remember in jurassic park the very first time you see the dinosaurs it just gives you a sense of awe totally and and in this godzilla movie that you're referencing when they brought him back um you didn't see godzilla in full and probably like until an hour into the film they really led up to it and because of that you had this anticipation you saw giant footsteps you saw giant things but then all of a sudden the first time you see this giant beast destroying a city it's, it just gives you a sense of awe. And I'm glad they kind of recaptured that with Godzilla because Godzilla's, he's awesome. He's giant. He's something that to be feared. And in the later years in the like 60s and 70s, he just became a rubber suit guy running around and it was silly. I still love those movies, but those aren't scary at all. Those are just silly. Godzilla is back to his, his horror roots now. So that I like. The next one is Godzilla versus King Kong, which comes out next year, which I'm excited. Huh. <laughs> that martinis do we need to watch the originals <laughs> yeah what, what was the question how many, how many martinis? martinis do you need to wa- uh drink to watch the original oh no no okay if i were to put the original on a martini scale it's it's a at least a one or a two it's it's definitely okay. a, a product of its time it's a plastic suit but it's scary godzilla mm-hmm. comes in and he destroys tokyo it's meant to be scary after that he became the good guy and he was saving the world from mothra and and King Ghidorah, or Ghidorah. Does he kill kids? Oh, yeah, he steps on everybody, kills them all. Oh, my God. What a Massive. bastard. Look at, wait. I know this is not um, a oh. video podcast, but here's Godzilla. I'm showing them a picture. Are those from- nunchucks? No, that's oh, a, train. a train. He's eating oh. a train. <laughs> that's called really great CGI. I, mean. I was like, what is that? <laughs> no, so I've always been a fan of Godzilla. He was my earliest fanboy love affair was with Godzilla. I grew up with him as his back glowed on when I turned the lights off at night. He was like my my nightlight. He would glow 
in my whole entire life, I've been a fan of Godzilla. So Godzilla is my man. He's my main killer. That's awesome. I'm having horrible flashbacks. What was that wretched movie Natalie made us watch with Anne Hathaway? Oh, oh my that's a God. great movie. Colossal. Okay, okay. Let's, let's you need let's to move stop. On. That movie let's is fantastic. On. Also, that's not but, Godzilla. I know, but uh, Jim, she's question. To be is this something? your number one? Were you supposed to save this? Were you supposed to do your number two? No, this is number two. Okay, okay, okay. He's okay. My, sure. my favorite monster. Monster. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. okay great. All right, Lena, you're up. Oh, crap. <laughs> You're on okay. a podcast right it's, now. It's not your show or anything. Don't I'm worry. I'm just enjoying watching you guys drinking my <laughs> martini over here. <laughs> um, okay, so mine is, um, well, he's he's a bit crazy. Um, and I'm going to say something, and Natalie's going to know right away. But I dressed up as him one year. And I really, really, really wanted to buy something at the store the other day that I could have put something on, um, a little red tricycle. Um, And yeah, he is Jigsaw from Saw movies. I love him. He's a psychopath. And he doesn't necessarily want to kill you. He wants to torture the shit out of everybody (laughs) watching these movies. I mean, I feel like the first couple were like really like, intense torture like my mind is like blown with like what is happening and then they kind of just got like cheesier and cheesier but i i love him and he's an old crazy cranky psychopath and uh i love him i think i told you this story before lena but this the first saw is the only horror movie that i've ever had to leave the theater because it was like too much for me um that scene i don't I, i remember it so vividly but like the the guy that's being tortured is like in a chain link fence in any which direction he moves it's oh like, yeah 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 i see mm-hmm. him that mm-hmm. was like that scene was so mm-hmm. disturbing for me that i had to literally leave my friends were like where are you going i was like don't worry about it i'll find my way back <laughs> but um yeah that i just was... thought like all of those like puzzles and like you know i clearly love puzzles and like i like riddles and like just like brain teasers and like all of that was just like what would you do there's a time limit. You have to cut someone open to get a key. It was just like all of these things. I'm like, who is thinking of these things? And like all of that just like made me really excited. Yeah. I definitely would have been someone in those movies. Like I wouldn't, my character would have died like very early on because I couldn't do any of those, <laughs> of those torturous things to people. <sighs> all right. So that the one puzzle where the person had to claw into the stomach to get the key out before oh. they had- yeah, yeah, that one. That... It was the like bear claw, right? And she yeah. had to get a key before. I don't know. Oof. Golly, those movies literally just got like too much to bear. Like I was just like the same thing of like by the time we got to like what was it Saw Twelve or some shit. I was like it was too much. I was like okay, I've we've seen this before. We yeah. gotta tell well, you oh, though- the one, Go the major one. Well, I feel like it was number two, maybe three, when she had to go in that pit of needles. Oh my god. You know, you know what's funny is though we interviewed Darren Bousman, the director of Saw Two, Three, Four, and Next Year Spiral. That was who we interviewed last week. He is so funny, like really? you wouldn't know oh, really? it. He doesn't seem demented at all, except for he <laughs> loves, loves, loves blood and gore. He he's like, yeah, you know, I've evolved in how I view my blood and gore these days. It's it's means something more. And we're like, oh, really? So your new movies are a little bit less? He goes, no, they're bloody, they're gory. He goes, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. So he's, he's <laughs> super funny. It, it, I was just surprised. I was expecting someone a bit darker. 
Wait, so what is Spiral? Are they, are they rebooting the Saw franchise already? Yep. Because we Cl- didn't get with, enough. With Chris, Tr- with Chris Tucker <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson. Shut up. Are you serious? Oh, well, for fuck's sake. I know. That's going to be amazing. It is. I mean, I love Chris Tucker. <laughs> I know. He's having his moment in the sun right now, that in Fargo. So are they going to be oh, comedic? That started that yet. Are they going to be comedic? Like, are they going to have like a comedic tinge to them? No? Looks huh. very, very dark and foreboding. Interesting. It's okay. One, Chris what is this? This guy's got- <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna keep chugging through, Natalie. Luke, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go old school on this, but also it's kind of new school in some ways. I'm gonna go Norman Bates. Ooh. Oh, good one. Because I'm a big fan of the original Psycho with Anthony Perkins. And I would like to kind of see some of the other ones he did as well. I saw some of them because they used to do Psycho Mother's Day, I think on Sci-Fi Channel or something where they play like a Psycho Marathon. So I did see some of them when I was a kid, but I would like to rewatch some of those. And I got a documentary recently on the making of those films. But I'm a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock's original Psycho. That was kind of one of the first kind of horror films I was kind of able to watch as a kid and kind of saw that and also liked going to the theme park of Universal Studios and doing the kind of the behind the scenes and the making the film, learning about the chocolate, learning how they did all the angles and all that. So it has a real big nostalgic factor to it. And I also really did enjoy the show Bates Motel as well with uh, Freddie Highmore's uh, interpretation of the character. It was just a very well done cinematic type show for television and just uh, really enjoyed how they kind of really did that and explored the world of the Bates Motel and took it more than just, you know, the character in the house, but really did a lot of cool stuff with it. So I would definitely say Norman Bates is one of my favorite ones out there and continues to be. That's a good one. I'm actually like, I'm really proud of this list so far. Cause you guys are like super not what I expected. So I'm here for it. For it. He thought think they were much all going to be pumpkin spice basic bitches. Come well, on. Yeah, excuse me. You got, you got some <laughs> legit horror fans here. Speaking of basic bitches, it's my turn. And I'm bringing the most basic of the basic horror bitches right now. Um, so I'll go back to back and just I'll do my two because they're super basic, but I've got there's a method to my madness here. Um, so I think. My first one, which is my number two, is the reboot of this franchise was in 2003. And it is probably, to this day, the scariest movie I have ever seen in my life. I vividly remember, I didn't leave the theater, but I jumped out of my seat in the theater. I was so embarrassed. I think I probably made a horrible scream type sound. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, when I saw this movie in the theater, I, I remember, like it was yesterday, I remember the moment when I jumped out of my seat. It was absolutely terrifying. Um, and I just, I love, love, love these movies. Um, and it's Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I got to say, like I said, the reboot in 2003 with Jessica Biel, I think it is. Um, it's just Yeah, such when a- I fell in love with Eric Balfour, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that cast is great. Like, I just, I feel like it's yeah. just such a great um the cinematography, the mm-hmm. even the writing—it's—it's it's genuinely scary. Yeah, um, the cinematography in the yeah. original, 1974, beautiful, is un believable it is like actually one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen like i, I feel just, like it's mostly my background right now this is 
like I feel like I'm in the movie right now. It's just, it's fantastic. I absolutely so, love it. And I think he is so terrifying in that movie. It's like one of those things I saw the original after I saw the 2003 reboot mm-hmm. and was actually more impressed with the original, even though yes, the 2003 reboot is really good. It's very good, but it, has its styling because of the original it's definitely taking a tone from that and you know it's stealing a little bit but that's fine you know yeah i think it's fantastic we talked about the original on a recent episode i think and we talked i had we talked about me going back and watching it because i've never seen the original oh it's so good and i want to especially if the cinematography is as good as you say maybe that'll be like my halloween treat this year maybe that's what i will do for a halloween That's what you should have. You should. You and, you and me both, Sean. I have not seen the original. <gasps> really? I, I am. A, I am ashamed. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. As a horror, as a oh horror movie. Oh my god! Buff, no, for some reason, though, I grew up not being able to. I loved horror. Don't get me wrong, but something about the name Texas Chainsaw Massacre frightened me as a child, <laughs> and I never got over it. And so that's one of those <laughs> movies I have yet to see. And I've been told that compared to today's bloody you know, splatter fest. It's, it kind of is kind of tame compared to some of those, but like what you said, Natalie, I've heard people talk about the quality level is just way up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real. some of the shots I'm like, holy stunning. shit. Like it mm-hmm. just really beautiful, you know? And the first time I saw it was at um, the cemetery. Hollywood they did. forever cemetery. Oh, yes. perfect. Yeah. I don't know too. if that was mm-hmm. on Halloween or around Halloween. It was around like, several years on. back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, it was, I was blown away. And I'm like, okay, this isn't even like a proper movie theater screen or, you know, home theater system. This is like projected onto a cemetery wall with a thousand people sitting in front of it, you know? And it was just, it was remarkable. That's yeah, cool. So, good. so Jim, it's funny that you mentioned like childhood and stuff because, so the most terrifying thing to me, and I, we've talked about this in the show before too. And if he was in a movie, I would have said Richard Ramirez, the night stalker <laughs> from like my childhood because yep. scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, but I, I have this theory about horror movies that if, if there's like a plausibility about them, and I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of represents this, like the idea that like you could be on a road trip with friends and be stranded on the side of the road in some, you know, batshit crazy town in Texas. Like that's a real thing that could play out. And I think that's what makes it that much more terrifying to me um, as opposed to my number one, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, there's just something about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that is like exponentially more terrifying because it really could have happened. Um, Luke, have you seen this? The yeah, original. yes, I have. I, I've seen both the original and the, the original remake and some of the other kind of like the new beginning and the prequel type mm-hmm. stuff. So, and I've seen the the second one too, like, you know, the original where it just was real quirky and the guy's scratching his head and everything. Yeah. So, but I, I agree that, you know, like the fact that it's kind of like just out on a, like it could happen to anybody like out in the middle of nowhere like you could scream your lungs out and no one will ever hear you kind of a thing just makes it like so much scarier and this guy freaking chasing you down with it i don't it's just stuff where your like mind goes like in weird places sometimes when you're like out in the middle of nowhere it's dark out and it just <laughs> totally have you guys i heard this i didn't realize this the other day the um have you guys seen part the the poster for part two is it the the whole Leatherface family is sitting. Have you ever seen the poster for 
I think uh, that's part, yeah, the, yeah, the part two, the family photo kind of looking. I don't think so. You know what that was for, based on? That was the Breakfast Club. They were doing. Oh. A, yeah, they were. They took the poster from the Breakfast Club and turned it into the the crazy family from you know Texas Chainsaw. That was a. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that nuts. Huh. Awesome. Bought that poster. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too that um, both. Norman Bates and Leatherface and um, the whole um, Silence of the Lambs kind of thing was all based on the same like real life serial killer. So yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah. interesting how one real life case kind of inspired different takes of all these different films. So wasn't Leatherface, I think I read that he didn't actually murder people, but he went to cemeteries after people had recently died and like stitched their face onto his or something. Oh my God. I think that's like how he yeah, got his nickname. What's that? The actual killer that they based all this on? No. Was he was he a killer though? I, I don't yeah. know that he was actually oh, a killer. Yeah, yeah. I think because he actually yeah. did mm -hmm. and he made um, he dug up bodies and then he'd make furniture and different things, but then eventually that wasn't enough for him. So he started kind of killing, mm -hmm. I think, women or other people. And then he kind of even joked about it with coworkers, but they kind of just kind of blew it off like, oh, he's just joking around or something. But they found like furniture and different things and i don't know the if he's furniture, yeah. disgusting. like that too that is it was fucking disgusting ed gein yep. 19, yeah. yeah he killed many people between 1954 and 1957 <sighs> okay yeah creepy as fuck yeah. all right so we're moving on to our number ones now and i have to say that my number one is literally i think he's probably like the most basic bitch of all the basic bitch horror killers <laughs> but i don't give a fuck because i grew up on these movies to this day the original still scares the shit out of me um i actually think that it holds up in terms of a classic horror film um i think for me just the concept of like dying in your dreams is absolutely so terrifying and i remember when i was little me and my best friend like we just grew up on all these movies and we'd always go see like the new one when they came out and they were just so much fun um and so my number one pick is freddy krueger <laughs> from a nightmare on the stream is that is that the noise he makes lena i don't, I don't know i, don't I actually this is on my list to watch this year because i haven't seen it in forever have you ever like, seen the original I, I'm sure I have, but like many years ago. And I always confuse um, Friday the 13th as Jason. Uh, and I don't know why, like, because I these, I mean, I was young when I watched them. So I think I just confused them. And then I, so I, I it's on my list to watch again this year because I'm like, I really need to go back and revisit it. It's so good. And you know, it's weird. So like they did a reboot of this probably, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I remember being so excited because like I said, it was like my childhood. I grew up on these movies and I remember like watching the reboot and it was just so disappointing. Like even the guy that played Freddie, they got a different actor, which Robert England was still alive. Don't ask me why they needed a new actor. Um, <laughs> the makeup on his face was weird. Like I just, everything about the reboot I, was like- I really like Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie He's Earl, the one yeah. who, Like I really like him and I no, don't I know like that anybody else really could have done it. But yeah, probably, you know. Robert England, it's, he was still alive. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm saying sense. in addition to him, Robert, you know, like I can't imagine anybody else playing this part. I felt like his interpretation. Way too creepy on it. Like he was too, yeah. like, oh, he's my favorite. And just I mean, yeah. being kind of quirky and kind of like crazy, weird, but still perverted like the, the Robert England one. But he like did it in this way. Well, the first one was definitely more horrifying, but then he got a little more campier with his kills and totally. other stuff. 
he became a character in pop culture and all that, but it was much larger than life. And then the way the other guy played, it was just more subtle and creepy. So I think it kind of fell flat. He's a great actor, but it just didn't quite feel as dynamic. And the director of that was actually a music video director. One of my favorite directors, I'm going to blank on his name, but he's done a lot. He did, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit video, did a lot of good Charlotte Blink-182 videos, does a gritty look. Great cinematographer, great kind of director in some ways, but as far as kind of like the actors are getting into film to where it needed to be to carry that big, you know, thing that like Nightmare on Elm Street is, it just didn't quite like carry what, it, you know, that franchise is. It's actually funny that you say that because I, I agree with that 100%. So like the aesthetic of the reboot was like exactly what you expected it would be 10 years or like maybe 20 years in the future. Um, I just, I don't know. There was something about the acting to me. And I, I think it was specifically the casting of Freddie and knowing that like the guy that originally played Freddie was still alive and I think able to do it. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. But anyway, classic film if you haven't seen it. Daniel Bear was the director. Who? Samuel Bear. But Sean, the, the thing about Freddie, like, have you ever just stopped to think how horrible, how awful of a character that is? Like, he's a child murderer and probably a child, you know, probably really. And that's just like, and when in the first movie and, and somewhat in the second movie, he's a little bit pervy even. Like, yeah. he's a, a little sexual deviant child, probably rapist, murderer. And. But High and, toy sales. High toy sales. And now today he's like, <laughs> people. <Ew. love> <laughs> just, it's just one of the worst. I mean, I love those movies, but if you stop and think about it, gosh, that's a terrible. It is. So, like, I feel like you couldn't create a character like that today and it'd be received no. the same way. So, Jim, are you saying now that he would be leading QAnon in 2020? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He'd be the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little political sure jab there. Who they want, who Wes Craven like, wanted to play, like if they did it again, who they'd want to play Freddy Krueger before oh. Wes Craven died? Oh. Evan Bacon. Oh yeah, he would be great. He would be fantastic. I'm oh, totally Lord. on board with this. Interesting. I could wait. Lena doesn't know. think so. so I, I feel like she doesn't like Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> I love Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, I just scary to me. He you know can get he's there. Lynn Hagen, okay? He's a cheater. Lynn <laughs> Hagen. Lynn Hagen. I just I feel I don't want to like spend too much more time on this one, but I just I feel like very rarely has a character like that been so synonymous with the actor and if you think about like jason like i could never tell you who played jason right i could never tell you who played leatherface i could never tell you um maybe like pennywise from it but other than like there's just there's very few characters in the horror genre who I feel like they're so associated with like the actor who played them and i feel like robert england to like your point earlier like he just he had this like comedic um, element to his performance. I think that was like so special. And yeah, he's playing like a fucked up psychopath, but I don't know. There's just something so great about his performance. His facial expressions was a big thing. Yeah. That Wes Craven did. Like he saw something in his eyes that was kind of like deviant, but also playful. And, and like there's something to him that really drew Wes Craven to cast him. Totally. And totally. also just real quick, I know we're spending a lot of time, but like he said that glove actually weighed something. And if you notice when he stands, he stands in such a way where the glove pulls down part of his body. And 
he says that that became part of the characters. Like the glove was, it's, it's a heavy part of his character. It pulled down his arm and he would always act in such a way where the glove was a character itself. And I, I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think it, it was also a cowboy type pose too. Didn't he say something like that? I something thought? like that. Yeah. With like we, the hat and the sweater. We mm. saw him at a, a, a horror convention out in the desert. So <laughs> him and him and was Lynn Shay there? No, somebody Shay was there. I mean, I have to say, speaking of Halloween, I remember vividly one year I got the Freddy Krueger glove. Like that was like a, it was like this plastic knives or whatever on it. And I just remember like, it was like, again, I was so obsessed with this movie Did when I was little. Did your parents give you one with real knives on? No, they, they not that year, not that year. What? Um, but like, I just, I, re- I remember just like how cool I thought that glove was. I mean, God, looking back, what, what a psychopath I was at age 10. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Luke, what is your number one, my friend? All right, here we go. I'm, I'm sure this won't surprise some of you, but mine comes from Below, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite obsessions since I was a kid, since I first saw it when I was eight years old. Began drawing it, began writing my own kind of books, became obsessed when I got to middle school and do marathons with all four of the movies, which would be The Jaws Shark, one of the biggest killers and most terrifying and just really changed, you know, the world of filmmaking and blockbusters and everything. And even recently on Blu-ray, I know we're not doing video. My mom got me the Blu-ray. That's so cute. And the Jaws of Revenge film with the digital codes and everything that just recently came out. And the 4K came out this year recently too that Jim got me. So now I have the 4K Blu-ray uh original dvd and i got also you know like vhs is eventually i'm going to bring my vhs out to la just to go on my jaw shelf because i collect all <laughs> toys and things but i just it just created like even shark mania within me there's just something about it and that the original film is just so well made that it ages really well you learn to appreciate mm-hmm. different things about the acting cinematography and just really what it did to really make a classy way of doing like horror i mean like my first one, you know, like Psycho, that definitely was done cinematically and Alfred Hitchcock did it beautifully, but doing kind of like the creature feature thing and, you know, Godzilla, all that kind of stuff. But Jaws just was really something special and really hit a chord with a lot of people. And I just think is just such a phenomenal film. And I, I just, the other films aren't as good, but they're still fun to watch. But uh, the original Jaws, I, I just, I'm, I just love it. How does the original look in 4K? Because I you, I think we talked about this when we did our episode together a few months ago. I've still never seen it. I want to watch it, but I'm curious oh, to like... Good Lord. What? Yeah, we, we, did, we did our summer blockbuster uh, collab episode. That's yeah. right. That's and right. so Jaws was on our list and inspired the martini. And clearly Sean hasn't spent the last three months watching that movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. <laughs> I'm yeah, saving it for Halloween. In 4K yet. I, I plan on doing that very soon because um, I would recently watched uh, the Blu-ray with one of our friends and really got a lot of jump scares. And I think a few months before or something, we, it's a fun film to just keep showing people because the jump scares still work to this day. And that's another brilliant thing about the film is what they kind of did because they really were inspired by that kind of Hitchcock kind of storytelling of sometimes what you don't see is scarier mm-hmm. but the shark also was something innovative and something they really hadn't done that some people like even thought like oh is it a real shark back then and now we can definitely tell because 
we're more trained in kind of our eye and all that. But back then it really did kind of freak people out to like, they did not, they basically said when they're making film, cause we did our Jaws episodes that you guys should check out. But uh, uh, Carl Gottlieb, the writer said, we want make, to make people feel the same way they feel going into the ocean as people did after watching Psycho and not wanting to go in the shower. <laughs> that like to this day, I'm still like pretty freaked out to go anywhere over waist deep because stuff's out there and you know it is and uh, I, yeah. I want to see it. Movie, but it, it's terrifying <laughs> and there's things out there that they it can get you. Sharks can get you waist deep. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, they can. can. <laughs> All right, sold. I'm going to watch it because I, I need one more thing to be anxiety ridden over in my life. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's, make the, let's add the beach to that list. You know what, Sean? No uh, shark is going to get you in your apartment. So you're fine there. <laughs> you know, a great martini to go with it too, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of summer blockbusters, I um our, our summer blockbuster episode rather. I so Back to the Future, all three of them were just released in 4K. By the way, if you, I'm not sure if oh. you guys know that. Um, oh. And I had like a mini marathon last weekend, and it was so much fun to watch those movies again because I had not seen them in so long. Um, I still stand by my original statement. The second one is my favorite. But Ridiculous. Same. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. The first, but I'd be like quite a bit. I'm so, starting a new podcast with other people. <laughs> so I would say having revisited them so many years later, the first one probably holds up the best. I think that the oh, first one. I, I love the first I one. Yeah. It's a better movie. It oh, feels like we can move on. of the three, it feels like the most classic, like it yeah. will go down in infamy, but I just, the second one, there's something like kitschy and. I yeah. Like you don't need two and three. One is a no, fine. On definitely don't. Two is great. But watching how they interpreted like 2015, or I think that was the year, like it's just, it's hilarious how far off the mark they were. And it wasn't even that far <laughs> in the future at the time. Like, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> Lena, what's your number one? Okay. Um, I think only one person in this room besides me has seen this. <laughs> um, I also like really weird B type movies. I like that style of it where it's like gritty and like weird looking. And I think it just makes it creepier. Um, Like when you, there's not a lot of like sounds and it just sounds like really (laughs) shitty filmmaking. And like, I don't know it. I I like it because like, it's, I don't know because, because people just try to scare you. And like, I like when people just try to scare you, you know, because I want to be scared and not a lot of people can do that. Um, And he definitely fits into um, like a costume that most people are are terrified of um a clown and he's the terrifier um he's the second movie from all hollows eve which i watched all hollows eve and terrifier is a much better movie than all hollows eve but i'm so glad that terrifier came out of that movie and we got a whole movie of just the terrifier i love him to death um (laughs) i mean his name is art the clown technically but right yeah, Lena, I just love the, the way clown. Lena. I just love the way you speak so affectionately of your serial killers. Like you really I do love, have like an, a I love, love them. them. Like, is it weird that they're both kind of like <laughs> yes, it is clownish yes. <laughs> or ma- white face makeup with like weird? I don't know. Um, but the terrifier is super creepy. Carries this weird background. 
and the way he like kills well he cha- he just creeps these girls like the whole movie and like it's just the way he looks at you or them and like i feel like he's looking at me because i'm creeped out like i just love everything about him and i encourage everyone who hasn't seen it to watch it because it, it is very interesting but also very funny and also kind of scary so we have talked about this movie many times on the show and And for my birthday natalie got him to do a cameo for me so he said happy birthday to me yeah it was it's awesome that's amazing he he filled us all in on terrifier 2 where they're at in production i was like he told me he told me all the goods and i was like oh i love him he's so great so wait was he dressed as the clown or was it the actor well, so he had, in the movie, he's doesn't have like a mask on. It's like his face. And then he's kind of got like a, like a head mask thing. So um, in the cameo, he was wearing a full mask of his character. Um, and then he took it off and started talking. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I think I was more scared of that. Cause I'm like, I didn't know who you look like underneath. <laughs> you, it's like definitely very intense well done makeup like it's such yes. a great interpretation of clown makeup His and it's teeth, like scary it's just, and terrifying oh. and that's why he's called the terrifier like it's I, so I, he's great like the rest of the movie like they spent all of their money on mm-hmm. makeup like <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. on like two particular kills everything else like they were like okay we don't have any more money so like <laughs> no we just we're need just to figure it out diner for like 20 minutes so, so it's this- just this it's, movie is now on Hulu, by the way, and it's what? on my it's on my list. I'm gonna check it out. Wait, You're gonna guys, hate it. I love it so. Much. What's the movie? Is is you say it's two movies? Terrifier. So All Hallows Eve was like the first, um, and then out of that they they did a whole movie of just the Terrifier. Who? Oh, is, so he was a character in. He the was movie. a character in All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Okay. And then he got his own franchise, his own spinoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like, and I can't. I should look it up. It's the actor is in Terrifier, but it's not the same actor from All Hallows Eve, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. he's in Terrifier and Terrifier 2. So that yes. is like Art the Clown. That's yeah. that guy that played David. Also, there's two yeah. Terrifiers like that. in addition to All Hallows Eve. Well, they're making Terrifier 2 now. Oh, wow. So do I need or to see All Hallows will- Eve before I see no, Terrifier? Okay. You don't need to watch it. It's not, it's not very good. And All Hallows Eve is weird because it's like kind of like a bunch of like old footage kind of put together. It, it's, it's really weird the way they like did it. But the Terrifier is just straight up the Terrifier. Yeah. And it just kind of just starts right in and it's creepy. His name oh. is uh, David Howard Thornton who yes. plays Art the Clown, the Terrifier. Yeah. And, and this it, is the it's one- like, it's gonna be rough i'm gonna tell you guys it's gonna be rough and you're gonna be like i can't believe they're making me watch this <laughs> stick it out watch the whole I'm thing it you. is so yeah. one of the most satisfying horror movies i've seen in a really long time mm-hmm. and i was legitimately screaming out yeah. loud i thought somebody was gonna come in and think we were being murdered like it was just <laughs> you were wild. saying because it was scary scary yes. and i could not believe what i was fucking what seeing. was happening yeah Okay, so is this the one? Remember the documentary that we talked about, where no, no. wrinkles the clown? No. Yes. Yeah, so this is nothing no. not affiliated. No, anywhere. not wrinkles. No. no. Okay, because <laughs> wrinkles the clown is basically so. If I'm not mistaken, sorry to digress, but there is these people hire this clown to basically like stand in your yard and like scare the shit out of you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. because there's like a scary clown, and they literally they hired this guy to do that, and it works. And there's a documentary about it. Anyway. Yeah, it's super fun, and I think there's a movie too. Well, the movie's the documentary, but so I don't know if it's like a mockumentary. I think there's two. 
Okay. I, I thought it was Terrifier. Anyway. Okay. No. Let's move on. All right. Mm-mm. Jim, you're up. What's your number one? Gosh, that, that this talk of clowns is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I got to say, my number one is going to sound extremely pedestrian, extremely- More than Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I hope, yes. I'm hoping you're going for something. I'm really, because yeah. somebody needs to say uh, it. I know. Yeah. I don't, the, the, the reason I'm going to say this, because I actually have a couple others I, I wanted to get just to, so I could sound like a true horror fan, and I'm not going to say the obvious one, but I got to say, when I was a little kid, I went to a slumber party. And my friend Daniel had seen this movie and he sat up and I was probably, when I say slumber party, it's like in the fourth grade or something like that. Um, I had heard of this movie, but then he told it, he, he started from the beginning. He started telling us all about this movie and the plot of the movie. And he was telling the plot and it was scary then. And then in 1980, this movie, the, this, this, is, this movie scared America. By the way, everybody knows what I'm talking about. You cannot have a a movie about Halloween killers without mentioning the <laughs> ultimate Halloween killer, Michael Myers. So mm-hmm. I have to mention him. In 1980, I saw it for the first time, the NBC television version of this. That is the movie that changed my life. And I will tell you, that is the movie that made me fall in love with the holiday, fall in love with the movie franchise, and fall in love with horror. Watching that movie on television, my mom watched it as well. For weeks and weeks after that, she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming because she thought she saw his face. Oh I God. loved it. It was so great. My mom was so <laughs> she tried to watch it again this year, she told me, but she had to turn it off. Even to this day, she can't watch it. How, I think that um, Michael Myers is just the epitome. He's like, not the epitome. He's just, there's something archetypal about him and Halloween. They go together every year. If you don't see Michael Myers, the original 1978 Halloween it's almost like a piece of Halloween is not happening. And I would almost, it's almost like he helped to invent modern Halloween the way we have it today. Um, Cause Halloween before then was different. It, like Halloween used to be different. It was all little kids. And now Halloween is horror movies and serial killers. Like he brought that on. And, <laughs> yeah, and, totally. And I, you know, there's been 11 films in the franchise of Halloween. And we had a podcast recently where we kind of walked through and talked about all of them. Some of them got so ridiculous and went off the rails and they were just so, just crap. But the original 1978 and the follow-up, the sequel, and then I would argue um, H2O, which came out 20 years later, those three films. Oh, I loved H2O. H2O. Yeah, they're called the Sister Trilogy. It is the complete story of Michael Myers. If you see no other films in the entire franchise, see those three and you will have an idea of the perfect Halloween killer. So I've actually really enjoyed the reboot. Microphone drop! (laughs) (laughs) End of podcast. (laughs) And we're done. Am I the only one that's enjoyed the like the reboots in recent years? Really? Oh, I'm I loved the last one and I'm so excited for the next one. I'm upset with you that you again, I need to start a new podcast with people. That's fine. That's fine. John, listen, I I I kind of I feel with you that I I did enjoy 70% of the new one. Yeah, 60% of the new one I enjoyed. I mean, I thought it was well done. But the basic premise of this this serial killer from all these years ago that he killed three or four people on Halloween night, and then for some reason, 40 years later, there's he's this big myth and everybody's afraid of him. We've had so much worse that has happened in the ensuing years. Why is Michael Myers a big deal if he is? I hated the fact that he was captured 
Like in the mm-hmm. new movie, they have him. He was captured immediately after he ran away on the first movie. The one of the scariest parts of the 1978 movie is he got he got up and he left and he was still wandering the neighborhoods. He could be coming to your door next. And this movie ruined that by saying, "Ah, eh, we got him. We we, <laughs> we picked him up. He's been in jail ever since." And then they got rid of the sister thing and. I don't know. Sean, you're not wrong the in liking it. man is not incarcerated. Yeah. Because that's what he is, and that's what kind of makes him very Halloween. He's elusive. Yes. He's the, mm-hmm. He's the shape. He's the that's shape. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, you know what? I suspend my disbelief, and I'm willing to pretend that, because didn't the last the last reboot basically ask us to pretend that, like, most of the sequels didn't happen. Every <laughs> other movie didn't happen, just the first one. I love when they do that. I love when they insult our intelligence, you know, but I'm also like down for the ride. I'm, a, I'm okay that you do that. Is real. I'm okay oh. you do that. What'd you say? We're supposed to believe wig. that hair or that wig is real. Ugh. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But I hate that it got rid of H2O, which I thought was a great ending to the trilogy of the yeah, sister trilogy. So good. And yeah. I didn't like Jamie Lee Curtis's character in this one. She was no, just no, she was so frazzled. In H two O, she was she was injured and broken, but she came back strong and she grabbed that axe and she called out and she shut the gate and she said, "Michael, I'm coming for you." That yeah. was awesome. She had yeah. so much agency there in this one. I just felt like they reduced her to I don't know. Even though I love Judy Greer, I love Judy Greer and her scene when she shot him was the best in the movie. Yeah. Okay, right. so for the sake of this episode, are we just going to pretend that the Rob Zombie version did not happen? Oh, I love the first. Oh, yeah. I love that. the Rob Zombie thought, one. Okay. Oh, I, I got to jump off the podcast. I hate those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the first one. I don't know how many he did, but he did I liked the first one. I thought it was interesting. But, yeah. I think they're interesting, yeah. Because I felt like it was a kind of big departure from the, like, if you're going to reboot it and you're going to try yeah. something different, then try something different. And right. it felt very different. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I, I enjoyed that more than I did this last one, honestly. So Okay, well, we can all have that. Um, I do. You all know me very, very well. I am curious if you guys could guess what my number one is. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I had a couple Anybody? guesses. I mean, I would have, I knew Jim was going to go with Michael Myers. So I was like, okay, like, I don't need to put that on my list. I'm very safe there. If I was just like sitting there talking. I knew you would. Yeah, I I was thinking like, if I'm just sitting there in a bar and we're talking some of Natalie's favorite movies, I know one of her favorite movies of all time is Scream. And so I would think that she would go with Ghostface. That's one of the names on my list, but did not make it. I knew, I knew she was going to try to trick us. Yeah. Give us a hint, Natalie. Well, yeah, give know. us a hint. Okay, well, it's an we older movie. It's older. It's older? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. Well, we were watching something the other day, and we were talking about something the other day, too, and I was like, I know this is, the, I know this is on her list. I, I know it. She loves him. Him. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think that it's Hannibal. Hannibal Lecter. He was almost mine because he's just such a monumental character in cinema. And we would have covered all the, all the that case of the guy, all three movies. If this um, so I will say you're partially correct, Lena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. but it is not Hannibal Lecter. It is Buffalo Bill. Buffalo. Oh yes, good <laughs> earlier as a joke. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> but I, I mean, I love Silence of the Lambs. 
but it was never Hannibal Lecter that scared me. It was Buffalo Bill that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. He scared me. Yeah, because Hannibal was in jail the whole time. You're seeing Buffalo Bill be creepy and tucking and and all that stuff. It's like, (laughs) ew. Is he the one that... Is he the one that had them trapped in? <laughs> if that is creepy, okay? Like, when I was younger, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? My mom, I watched it with my mom. She goes, oh, is that a woman? I'm like, no, oh. mom, he's talking. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Natalie, I saw this movie one time in my life, mm-hmm. and it terrified me so much that I have truly chosen to block it out. I have this vague recollection of Jodie Foster standing next to Anthony Hopkins. Horrible accent. But I I blocked this movie out because it was so it was a little too too real for me when I was a kid. And it's I mean not to spoil it, but like the end of the movie, like the face off is between Buffalo Bill and her. Like that is that's the movie. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they're chasing after him, not Hannibal. Yes, Hannibal eventually escapes and is on his own and he's doing his own thing. But like Mm -hmm. and his escape is epic totally fucking yeah. epic and great yeah you know and so i'm not i don't want to take that away from him but like the whole movie is about getting this guy and when we were talking about you know the reality of like what could be a real scenario that people could be in buffalo bill is a very real bad guy you know and i think hannibal lecter somebody who eats people and skins their face and wears it to escape out of a you know prison set up less likely you know but buffalo bill i don't Spoiler know alert. like he you know i mean it came out in 91 i hope i'm not spoiling it for anybody it won best picture yeah so Did it win best picture me, it won best picture of the year buffalo bill for her birthday what yeah so i like her birthday she wants buffalo bill to be her cameo Ugh. <laughs> Then that poor no, actor, me. like, no. how do you ever play anything else? Like, his oh. voice is so, like, distinguished. You just know that voice. Like, and it just, it's haunting. And, like, that music, and it just, it's so, it's great. He's so fantastic. So. That, so can I tell you what I thought? I thought you were going to really trick us. With at least, oh, like, crap. who did you say first? What was your first one? That was your number two? My first guess? No. Um, why am I blanking? I'm such an old lady. I can't even remember. You literally just <laughs> said it. <laughs> well, none I mean, of us I can remember. Can't. So we're clearly all too old and senile to. <laughs> clearly, none of us remember what. No, 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 she was. She oh, was God. thinking about saying Ghostface from Scream. Yes. Uh, no, no, yeah. Creeper, no, the Creeper from Jeepers yeah, Creeper. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh, that one. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, because yeah, Ooh. I don't remember that movie, so clearly I don't remember what you said. I <laughs> thought one of those was gonna be teeth. <laughs> Oh. oh i was like she's gonna get us because she loves that movie <laughs> I love and that she's movie. gonna really fuck with her minds on this thing okay so before yeah. we wrap Lena has a special treat for us she's gonna walk us through uh, you've got a list for us lena tell us about well, this. i've got a list so i mean we definitely missed a lot of killers which is good i think we all did some really good killers here um i mean we miss things like Ch- Chucky and like, um, let's see, uh, Annie from Misery. And I don't know, like, just oh, like, com- I, almost, com- I almost put Jack her on Torrance, I love her. The Shining. And I know, he was my third. Yeah, I figured we were going to say some of those, even like something like, um, you know, The Fly or like, I don't know, whatever. Pennywise. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I, I found a list and it's horror movie killers ranked by the number of victims. Ooh. So they have like a whole, like, I don't know. I can't remember how many, but I just did the top 10. So number 10 comes in with Leatherface with 31 kills. Then number nine is Freddy Krueger, 42 kills. Chucky, 51 kills. He was almost Um, on my list. He was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Angela Baker from Sleepaway Camp, 55 kills. What? Victor Victor Crowley, 56 kills. (laughs) <laughs> they're gonna say victor Justice. this one was very interesting to me leprechaun 57 kills <laughs> what i know i was like really and then we have uh number four is keiko and toshio from the grudge with 89 kills wow. um michael myers and at number three with 121 kills dang go michael Number two, Jason Voorhees, 160 plus kills. Wow. But the number one is so outrageous with the amount of kills. Saduku Yamamura from Ringu, which is the original ring, like uh-huh. 6,000 plus kills. That's cheating, though, because you didn't. <laughs> wild. That's how many people Six, like were exposed to the like, video. One sixty to yeah. six thousand. Yeah, that's cheating. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Jason. I, Jason's I number like, one. Okay. That should have an asterisk by it. What yeah. about Still. John Wick? John Wick should be in there. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, yeah, for sure, kills He's wise. But I think this is horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, I yeah. still can't even say it. Horror, horror. movies. Horror. <laughs> horror movies, you guys. well jim luke we're so excited that you guys joined us for this episode we had so much fun um thank you obviously please let us know where we can connect with you guys well you can um, follow us at thecongai.com that's thecongai.com as if I didn't say that right the first time that's (laughs) (laughs) if you're on twitter (laughs) on twitter it's thecongai spelled out thecongai d-o-t-c-o-m the con guy died. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Yeah, because somebody else got the con guy. Somebody conned us. But anyway. Bastards. And Luke, where can we and you can find me personally at Jim Fry LA on Twitter or James D. Fry on Instagram. What about you, Luke? Yeah, and more importantly, with the hop topic of horror right now, uh, you can find us at thescareguy.com, which is a big part of the con guy as well. And also on the social medias, the scare guy on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, look us up on YouTube, the scare guys on all of that. And you can find me personally on Twitter and on Instagram at cheese on couch. As always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.